You're listening to the Hall About Public Safety Podcast, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes with the men and women in uniform with the Hall County Sheriff's Office and Hall County Fire Services. A fair warning before we get started, sometimes the subject matter of this podcast might not be suitable for younger audiences. Parents are advised to use discretion. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome into another episode of the Hall About Public Safety Podcast. I'm here with Brian Stewart, joined once again by Hall County Fire Marshal Brian Cash. Brian, thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for having us. Well, Halloween's behind us. We're in the November, and a lot of us, if you're like me, you're already thinking about Christmas, but there's a lot of people who get mad about that. So let's let's focus on the month of November and Thanksgiving and what's coming up. And before we get to Thanksgiving, we are getting to Daylight Saving Time ending this weekend as we roll the clocks back an hour and normally you think well, what does that have to do with fire prevention and fire safety but you guys uh, in fire services actually think that there's a really important thing we need to do around our house when we roll our clocks back yeah so we like to remind everyone when the time changes um, on the day that you roll your clocks back that you take the opportunity to um, check your smoke alarms uh, check the batteries make sure they're up and working and and maybe even replace them if they're, they're older smoke alarms especially if they're 10 years older uh, this is a good time do it twice a year so when you're rolling your clocks back to check your smoke alarms and make sure they're up and running so once we get those out of the way, let's skip the calendar ahead and start thinking about Thanksgiving. Now, you were telling me off air a, a few statistics, and apparently Thanksgiving Day is one of the busiest times for firefighters, just uh, I guess as you imagine with a lot of cooking going on. Yeah, so Thanksgiving is our peak day when it comes to cooking, um, and that's that's followed by Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. For obvious reasons, there's a lot of cooking going on on these days, and typically along with that you have a lot of family and friends that are over and it's easy to get distracted on these um, occasions and and forget that you have something on the stove and walk away so we know that 40 percent of all cooking fires um, is a result of unattended cooking so what we like to remind people is is that when you are um, cooking and you have a, a lot of people over be mindful of that be cautious of that and um, and and not so forgetful well and you, you talk about unattended cooking um, can you elaborate on some of the because when I think of unattended cooking I think of something on the stove and I've gone to you know meet my aunt at the front door when she's coming in for Thanksgiving dinner but I'm imagining there's a lot of this unattended cooking both inside and outside the house yeah so on the inside portion you know whether or not you have some grease going and you leave that for a couple of minutes it doesn't take long um, there are studies out there that shows this just within a few minutes of, of leaving some grease um, on the stove that you can have a fire um, for an outside cooking typically especially around Thanksgiving it's, it's the cookie cook the, the turkey um, fryer um, it's the one where a lot of times people either do not thaw out their turkeys um, or they put them in wet and they're not dried off so uh, typically what happens is that, that causes the the oil to um, to come up and out um, and then come in contact with a flame and so um, those are things that we see a good bit on Thanksgiving and we just kind of like to remind people to uh, again be mindful about what you're doing what are some of the things we can do to make sure that uh, you know if we are hosting Thanksgiving that we can make sure that we aren't leaving any of our cooking unattended and still being able to go see other people do you guys recommend like maybe having a backup or someone who can hey just just watch that for a minute while I go say hi yeah typically when you're 
you have a bunch of people over, friends, family, there's somebody who's always wanting to help. So we, we would suggest that you get other family members or something to kind of help keep eye on cooking. Using timers, timers is always a good thing. So um, whatever method that you use, um, just something to help you stay mindful about what's going on and that you don't turn your attention away from the actual cooking and onto uh, another um, item. Well, it sounds like a lot of the cooking stuff really is just common sense and trying to stay on top of it. But in the event that something does go up in flames, uh, you always want to make sure you have the fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Now, that's something that like a smoke alarm, if I'm understanding right, you want to make sure that you keep it up to date and make sure that it it is in fact working. So what do we need to do in that situation? So we recommend that, um, especially in the in the home, that you have at least a two and a half pound fire extinguisher. Um, we, we like for you to have an ABC type fire extinguisher. This is going to cover most of the, the types of fires that you would have, whether it's actually paper, wood, or even a grease fire. So the ABC um, fire extinguishers and making sure that they're um, relatively new. If you have one that's 10 15 years old and you've never had it checked or um, serviced, it, it may be out of date. It may not even work. So just check and make sure that it's uh, up to date and um, and you have it easily and, and readily available. Um, because if you have it in the back of the closet and a bunch of stuff stored around, it's not going to do you much good when you need it. So making sure that you have it available, making sure that it's up to date and, and, and easy accessible. Tagging on to some of the causes of fires, you talk about a lot of cooking fires this time of year, but also we get into fall, we get into the Christmas season. That I know because I'm a married man. That's one of the best times of year to have a candle lit in your house so it smells like pumpkin or it smells like Christmas trees. And uh, again, one of the things you were telling me off air is candles are another one of those big culprits that cause house fires. What is it that is leading to a house fire when we're lighting up a candle? So, again, statistics kind of show that of all of our decorations, candles is typically a 40 to 45 percent of the causes of the fire. Um, a lot of times it has to do with um, the proximity of material to the to the candles. It could be something um, as simple as maybe a pet jumping up and knocking them over, um, kids getting access to them. Um, so what we tell people is, is that certainly if you're going to use candles, make sure they're in a safe and sturdy place. Make sure that there's nothing in and around. We like to see about three foot um, clearance around them. And just like cooking, we don't want to leave them unattended. A lot of times candles get lit and they get forgotten about and people leave and then they uh, it burn to completion and then they end up catching something on fire. So, you know, if you're going to use them, just be mindful of that and, and make sure that you, you, you put them out before you leave. And you talk about the the three-foot clearance. I know a lot of us, when we think about clearance, we only think in kind of two dimensions. But when you say three feet, does that mean you're you're basically you want a three-foot sphere around the candle that includes up, up and includes- down? That's correct. Yes, and and that same principle applies on just about any heating device, any space heaters, fireplaces, um, anything with an open flame like that. So, you know we can kind of take that same philosophy and move into space heaters i mean obviously moving into um thanksgiving time holiday season um usually gets us into heating appliances and and space heaters so anytime that you have that type of device you want to give that clearance around there so nothing has the possibility of coming in contact with it 
well, you stole the segue right out of my mouth because uh, since we're going the open flames of the candle, let's go to the, the open flames of the fireplace again. You know, it's that time of year. We love throwing a, a few logs on the fire and just letting it be cold and dark outside. And just there, there's a certain romance to it, but there is also a certain amount of danger involved if you're not careful with that. So what are some of the tips uh, when it comes to fireplaces? And let's start from a preparatory standpoint, because before you ever light it up, there's a few things you need to do, right? Yeah. So we recommend recommend that you have it checked um, and then we also recommend that you have it cleaned. Uh, there are companies out there that will come out and do that for you. Um, they'll check it make sure that from a um, usability that it's in good shape and, and it's actually in good shape to be used. And then in the, in the standpoint of cleaning it, we want you know, a chimney sweep will come out, clean it and help kind of reduce the possibility of you having a chimney fire. Um, we know that over a time there'll be a buildup inside your chimney that um, is susceptible to causing a fire. So we recommend that you get it checked to make sure that it's in good shape and that you get it cleaned. And once we've done that, we get the fire lit up. What are some of the things do you, I imagine with a bigger flame, you probably want more than the, the three foot rule you have for uh, for candles when it comes to stuff near a fireplace. So what's your sort of clearance with that? Well, we we, we kind of stick with that three-foot rule. I mean, most of the fireplaces are kind of built and designed to um, kind of be contained inside that fireplace box. So as long as you've got at least three foot, now more is always better, but we, we certainly would like for you to have that three foot. If it's an open-style fireplace, you know, a screen across the front to help the breeze from popping out. I think the biggest... Um, thing we see a lot of times with fireplaces is is kind of overloading it um, just putting too much um, too many logs on the fire if you will so you know a couple of couple of logs just to get it going um, and just not overloading it um, is a big thing and just from a general perspective um, this time of year what are some of the biggest culprits that we haven't mentioned that uh, that you really see causing house fires or being issues for people or even just some general safety things that uh, that get overlooked along the way well as we move into the holidays that brings up the decorations and typically when you start adding decorations you need more um, electricity so a lot of times we see people using extension cords and an extension cord would be supplying another extension cord into a surge protector so one of the biggest things that we see is extension cords um, that are overused um, and uh, you know just like most decorations you use it for the holiday season then you put it away um, and over a period of time years in some cases that extension cords getting rolled up put in the attic rolled up getting put it in the attic so you have the, the the situation to where this extension cord or any of your electrical um, devices getting some abuse to them over time and so they break down and they're easy um, easy to to malfunction so what we tell people is is check all your extension cords check all your cords for your um, decorations make sure they're in good shape make sure they're not broken or frayed um, and be mindful of the fact that the extension cords was not really designed to run one extension cord toward the other um, it's really just kind of designed to um, run from your outlet to whatever you're using and so overload nose is something that we see and we we would like to remind people to be careful of doing that 
All right. Hall County Fire Marshal Brian Cash, thanks so much for coming on the podcast with us and giving us a few tips to make sure we have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. And speaking of that, we hope you have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you in December. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Hall About Public Safety podcast. Episodes come out monthly. You can find links to them on hallcounty.org and in the monthly county newsletter. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts to get all the latest content. I'm Brian Stewart. Thanks for listening.